Welcome to Let's Get Bitchin', your go-to spot for movie wrap-ups, media reviews, and everything you didn't ask for but are getting anyway. What are you waiting for? Let's Get Bitchin'. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Let's Get Bitchin'. As always, I am your host, Genesee Gabrielle, and this week we have a very exciting guest host, Xander! Hello, hello. Hi. I'm so excited to have you on today. I'm excited to be here. Xander, um, we have recorded tons of content together. Mm-hmm. Well, a fair amount, a fair amount of content together. Um, because he is part of the the Good Kraken team. Um, so we've done quite a few things over on there. And I've also been on your show, Let's yes. Talk. Is it still Let's called talk. Let's Talk? Yes, it is Let's <laughs> Talk, the show where, yes, you guessed it, we talk. Uh, about anything and everything on my mind at the time. And if it's interesting enough, it might make its way to YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's very funny. Yeah. We, I did the reaction to the final Spider-Man trailer. Yep. Right? Yep. We had that. And then, uh, yeah. we also had our talk about, uh, the lovely Taylor Swift. Yes. Um, With your lovely wife, like big, Jackie. Deep dive into that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I actually, I felt kind of bad after that because I was definitely a little bit tipsy. And uh, after oh, like <laughs> the weeks after that, I was like thinking about it. And I was like, what the fuck did I even talk about? Like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> see that's it that's the beauty of let's talk is like you know we, we that's all we, we do just we're talk. just talking we're just talking so yeah we're not trying to have like a, a critical review of of yeah. things but yeah so and it's also you're super fun i love the whole team over at good crack and otherwise you know i wouldn't be a part of the team all y'all are phenomenal um and you you we all we i'm part of this but we all create content like all over the place but I remember before, like before we were a good cracking team and it was just like Devin and Arnell doing the things. Um, the very first time I met you, <laughs> I met you as like a voice that like kind of hopped on our call. Like we were, we were <laughs> reviewing something and you just like hopped on. And then like afterwards you were like, I know I just met you, but you're definitely squirrel girl. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this man I think I th- talking about? <laughs> I think that was uh, when you guys were doing your review of Shang-Chi. If I'm, if, if I remember correctly, it might've been, if were not, you? maybe something else. No, no, that. it was definitely earlier than that. It was definitely it was earlier something than Marvel that related. it was definitely something Marvel related. <laughs> it might've been, it wasn't WandaVision. It wasn't low key because Garrick was there for that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know what it was because it was definitely before Shang-Chi because first you and you and Arnell did the Shang-Chi review, didn't you? I think so. I don't, maybe. I wanted to be there, but I was like traveling or something. I had some weird. See, this is up. how you know that we've, we've recorded so much content. Yeah. Already. We can't even, we can't, <laughs> just within the last like few months of yeah. working together, we can't even remember. I can't <laughs> remember. And honestly, like, I don't, I think when they like transitioned to like, a good cracking team like it feels like forever ago but it definitely i don't think it was until like the last quarter of 2021 yeah like right. it was actually pretty recent mm-hmm. but yeah because, we, yeah because it was october it was october when they yeah. uh, did the whole rebrand and everything and yeah. announced us as part of the team yeah yeah no and we yeah we definitely met before that and i was like out here i was i was like yeah you know we all like to think that 
if we were a Marvel character, it would be like something super complex. And I was like, if I if I was a Marvel character, I would be like the villain that doesn't think they're a villain, you know, like the mad scientist <laughs> that's just trying to like Thanos that's just trying mm-hmm. to better humanity. And then I'd end up like accidentally killing everybody, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um and fucking fucking Xander goes, you know, Genesee. I just met you like 10 minutes ago, but you definitely wouldn't be that. You'd definitely be Squirrel Girl. And then Ornell goes, oh, Genesis, absolutely Squirrel Girl. And now that is like my personality is being Squirrel Girl. Well, see, what's, what's great and being a Marvel fan <laughs> is that you weren't necessarily aware of Squirrel Girl so much. And then it prompted you to look into it. And now you know how amazing Squirrel Girl really is. She is phenomenal and she's so funny and she's so fun. Um, Yeah, I really do. I really do enjoy Squirrel Girl. And yeah, you actually like, I think I sent you a picture, but you like motivated me to go out and buy some of her graphic novels. And they're really fun. (laughs) They're they're great. They're great. Especially like when you, when you, uh dive into like her backstory and everything and you find out like in some of the stories there is a story where she single-handedly took down thanos with an army of squirrels like honestly i love her love her i also loved like the comp the the one that i started with i think it, it might be her first one she like the first bad guy that she goes up against she doesn't even fight him she just like chats with him and she's like you know buddy Mm -hmm. I see what you're doing here. I think this might be a better approach. I was like, wow. <laughs> well, and it's like, why is that you? What a why, reason- is that you? why is that me? What a reasonable approach. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. Um, and especially because uh, another one that I got, I got them like totally out of order. I got like one, two and 12 because I saw one of her graphic novels was squirrel girl to all the squirrels I've loved before. And I mm. love, love, love the movie To All the Boys I've Loved Before, mm-hmm. um, which is on Netflix. If you haven't watched it already, it's adorable. Highly, highly recommend. Uh, the It's like a three-part thing, and the last two aren't really worth watching. Um, mm-hmm. But the first one's adorable, and it takes place in Portland. There you go. Fun. It wasn't actually filmed here, but it takes place here, uh-huh. which is weird because the book doesn't take place here. So... They were really it's always just, weird when they when they when they try and bring up uh, little bits and pieces that seem important in the yeah. adaptation, but not necessarily in the book. Right. Yeah, it's very. And then it's also really funny because, like, first of all, there was no reason for it to take place in Portland. But then they just got like so many things wrong about it being in Portland. Like Portland is a very white city and we're known for being white city. So I think they assumed that we don't have any like Asian people here and Asian grocers. And so they like make a point in the first movie of being like, like it's a big deal that he goes like to the Korean grocery store to go and get like her favorite yogurts for her. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Portland has a lot of problems, but like in access to Asian grocery markets is not one of them. Like I could throw a rock. And I'm not, not exactly. We have that problem with, (laughs) we have that problem with coffee shops. Like honestly, like coffee shops, pot shops and donut shops. You, you, I could throw a rock, not even that hard. And I'll hit one. I mean, being in close proximity to like Seattle, I feel, I would feel like coffee is a huge thing. Coffee's huge. Coffee's huge. But like in the span of like grocery stores that we have that are not like entirely (laughs) plant-based, 
<laughs> like I, we have a plethora of plant-based grocery stores and mm. we have a plethora of like full ass, like Asian grocery markets. We do not have a lot of Mexican grocery markets, which makes me very upset. Um, makes you sad. We, ha- we hardly have anything. Like I, I bet you're being, in like Cape being Cod. Asian, yeah. Being Asian myself. Yeah. Uh, I was like, okay, where's the nearest Asian market? Yeah. Rhode Island. Oh, great. And that, so I'm pretty sure in the book, it takes place on the East coast. So that would, right. Right. That would make sense. <laughs> Laura Jean has a similar problem as you do that. Like her family can't buy their favorite foods, like being Korean mm-hmm. because there isn't a, the, the only grocery store is like all the way across town and they're busy. Mm-hmm. Um, also just like a small thing that bothers me is that like, I mean, this is like a common movie problem, but in the books, it is important that like some of them have like very fancy houses, right? Mm-hmm. And out here, when you have a very fancy house, that's like a million dollar or multi-million dollar home. Yeah. You know, versus like, I think they're supposed to be somewhere in like Virginia or like Maryland or something. And it's like, well, yeah, you can get a big ass house in Virginia, depending on where you're at. And like, yeah. it'd be a couple hundred thousand dollars here. Yeah. That same house is going to cost one point five million dollars. Yeah. Anyway, cost of it, living, man. Cost of living. Oh, no, it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. But anyhow, that's not why we're here today. The reason that we are here today is because Xander outed himself to me as a Teen Wolf fan. <laughs> This is correct. This is correct. We were on stream and we had like a, it must have been like a five or 10 minute like detour. Cause I'm pretty sure, I think we were on stream because I remember Ernell being like, I'm going to have to add this to the timeline <laughs> of, of Genesee and Sandra going off topic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I was like, oh. I don't actually know people who like Teen Wolf. Like, I know that it's a thing. Mm-hmm. I know that there are people in the world who like Teen Wolf. But you're the, I think, the only person that I know personally who likes Teen Wolf. Yeah. Uh, I think in my time span, um, I've only known, so the person that told me to get into it, mm-hmm. and then one other person uh, in my immediate friend group that was like, oh, yeah, dude, I fucking love that. Um but yeah, no, like it's 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 a rarity. It's it's weird too, considering they got six solid seasons. They got six solid seasons on MTV of all places, which I feel like is yeah. not a place that like has longevity. Also, I was super surprised because I just watched it for the first time last year, and I was sitting here watching it, and it started coming out in 2011, which was like mm-hmm. I was in its prime, like target audience when it was coming out. Yep. And I just didn't watch it. It's yeah, weird. I got in. I got into it probably like midway through season one. Uh, mm. Was when I, I finally was convinced to check it out. And then so next thing you know, every week mm. new episode. Let's let's go. Let's make a thing out of it. Right, and that makes sense because you're two years older than me, right? I believe so. I'm twenty seven. Yes, you are. Yeah, we're okay. on the younger end of folks at Good Kraken. Um, and so that makes a lot of sense because like when it, when it came out, Oh God, how old was I in 2011? I think that's when I started high school. Yeah. Yeah. So you, I you probably would have been a freshman. I would have. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was a sophomore, so I would have oh, been okay. like 15. Yeah. 
but I didn't have a freshman year. I skipped ninth grade. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I was held back in the third grade. So it all evened out. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> really, really weird. But um, yeah. Also, I partially got held back because I couldn't really read. And then I ended up like skipping the ninth grade and doing college courses at the same time as I was in high school. So it was just wild, man. You know, you go from not being able to read to. Yeah. Uh, it's funny how the brain develops. Yeah. Being able to read. <laughs> Although I'm not, I couldn't, I'm not convinced I could fully read in high school because I definitely wasn't reading everything in high school. (laughs) (laughs) I was definitely sitting there. People read in high school? People read? (laughs) I, well, I went to like a super like smarty pants school. So not only Mm. did everybody read, but like a really big portion of, of my um, classmates weren't just taking community college at the same time, but they like graduated with their AAs. Um, that was like the goal going to our school is that you would, we would, we would be going to community college at the same time, graduate with our high school diplomas and our AAs. And then Uh, we would transfer into um, my my school was more of like a a career oriented thing where like you would graduate with, uh, with like a certification within your like job field. So you could just go straight into um whatever that was whether it be like electronics Mm -hmm. um uh there's like collision repair was one of the stuff that they had there Uh, i was in graphic communications um which is where i got my uh, certification for graphic design that's very cool that's very cool i love that okay I don't even know where to start, Xander. I was just informed before we started that you haven't watched the sixth season, which... Yes, so... You have to let me know when you watch it, because I want to know if you cry. So I'm I'm looking through this, so I want to say... So it starts in... Yeah, so it started in uh, 2011 is when Teen Wolf started and ended in 2017. I ended up joining the Coast Guard in Mm. 2015. So that's that right there, you know, joining the military and then moving over a thousand miles away from home and also at the same time getting married and having a kid right, right. Uh, in the middle of that. Not uh, a lot of old, time for Teen Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I had to I had to tell Daddy Dylan uh, uh, next time. Next time, baby. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Oh, no, Dylan um, O'Brien. I was like, yeah, who is yeah, yeah. Daddy Dylan? Yeah, no, for real, yeah. though. Daddy Dylan. Um, yeah. Everyone was going crazy over Tyler Posey. I'm like, no, Dylan O'Brien's very sad. Uh, you're missing out. Dylan O'Brien. Yeah. But yeah, no, I was, um, so I kind of dropped off. I tried to pick it back up, but then they had that new guy in there. Was it Cody Christian? Um, oh yeah. I saw him a little bit. I was like, who's this pretty He's... boy? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't you belong on like Riverdale or something? I was <laughs> quite, a... <laughs> honestly though, I was quite upset when, oh, who was it? Um, oh, it's not Liam. It was the guy whose dad abused him. Was that Isaac? Um, that was Isaac. Uh, yeah. Charmin. Isaac yeah. Leahy. I was so upset when he just like disappeared from the show. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when that character, I was actually very drawn him. to his backstory. Yeah. I was too. It was very interesting. I mean, I feel like it wasn't like super well done but that's also because it is an mtv show so like with the mm-hmm. backstories a lot of times they were like yeah. 
that like because that was a really strong backstory and i thought he was a really compelling character but like at the same time they would just kind of like drop stuff and not really mm-hmm. like it also he was like a kind of side character you know he was the friend yeah. character so but i don't know i i would have i would have liked more for um for mr isaac but mm-hmm. who was your favorite character from TNT honestly Wolf? honestly through through and through it would definitely be styles hell yeah hell yeah absolutely same same from beginning, so, from beginning to somewhat end where I left off. I so here I do want to get into season six because I mm-hmm. I love season six, but I don't and I don't know if you know this. So when I went into season six, I was nervous because there's always something in a show that keeps me hooked on, and if mm-hmm. it if there isn't something to hook me on, or that something that is hooking me on gets annoying, then. Mm-hmm. I fall off. That is why I have a really hard time sticking with sitcoms because there's not usually something to keep me pulled in. Like I do well with like TV dramas and stuff, except for sometimes um, like I have a real problem with TV dramas when they're like a very common reason for me to to keep be roped into a show is like a romance, like a particular okay. ship, right? And the problem with that being something that hooks me onto a show is that TV shows always fuck it up. They always fuck it up. You know, yeah. they either like get them together too soon or too late, or they get them together at just the right time. But then once they're together, they don't know what to do with it because the entire conflict up to that point was like, or the entire like thing going on was getting them together. And then there's like Mm -hmm. nothing. And then they're just fighting all the time. And then you're like, well, I don't want them to be together anymore. They're just fighting all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's the fucking worst, but teen wolf. It kept me in for like, mostly for styles. I was here for Styles. I just kept wanting more of his jokes. I kept mm-hmm. wanting more of Dylan O'Brien's just like funny faces. Like I just wanted more. And then on top of that, I wanted to see what happened with Lydia. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they brought in Malia. And yep. I was like, oh, bye, Lydia. I'm sorry, but you missed your shot. He was sitting here the whole time and Malia was perfect. Oh yeah. For Styles. And like Styles was perfect for Malia because like the thing with honestly for a while I wasn't really shipping him and Lydia because like Mm there is a balance with like that type of character where we all love like the nerdy dude who gets the Mm -hmm. girl but at the same time sometimes the nerdy dude who's going after the girl can be creepy and styles really danced that line <laughs> a little bit yeah in the early earlier on in the, in the but very, it was like it was weird because like seasons. especially when especially when this show came out that was kind of the normal no. trope so yeah. it it was played off like like playful it wasn't yes. necessarily creepy but if you creepy, were to put it in real life it was like in a real close. life scenario like dude yeah. that was that's that's a little extra dude i'll also say for like 2011 2012 2013 when those seasons would have been coming out it was actually pretty good he didn't straight up Mm -hmm. stalk her Mm -mm. yeah that's it he didn't straight up stalk her there we go that's where we draw the line that's where we draw the line here is stalking (laughs) i mean like 
we laugh, but like so many shows normalize stalking. Like, <laughs> like you, <laughs> like you, <laughs> like you, where you're like, oh, no, no, it's not that bad. It's not, oh, shit. He's, this got bad really fast. Yep. <laughs> you know, yeah, like you, but also like less intense than that. Like, I was just watching a, a cop show and it was actually real. I was watching Lucifer and it was actually really funny because they have a whole episode titled a little light stalking (laughs) and it's like but it's about a mother who gave their child up for adoption and then ends up like when the child's an adult like finding them and like keeping tabs on tabs on them and following them to make sure they're not getting into trouble it's just like a little like stalking never hurt anybody and we're all like what uh, Linda, still, just, just uh, no, no, I'm not sure weird. that's true. And I feel like Styles like didn't go there, but he could have, mm-hmm. and he didn't, and that was really good for him. Yeah. Um, you know that he didn't, but it was it was also like by the time we got to when did Malia come in? I want to say she came in in like season like the very end of season, season three. Yeah, like season three, season four. Yeah. Um, I remember the jokes that happened uh, during that too. Like, so uh, funny. Well, because like, cause if you think about it, like she was she was raised as an animal. Yeah, <laughs> she, was, she was a coyote first. Basically, she didn't have a family. Um, like, and, yeah, she didn't have a pack. So when, when people started noticing that they were already hinting at a potential romance between uh, Styles and Malia, I remember all the jokes. Were like, so. What would they call it? Animal style? <laughs> animal? Well, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, no, this ain't in and out. Uh, like, <laughs> that's amazing. My, it's funny because I made that joke and my buddy was like, oh, well, he's going to be in and out. I'm like, God damn it, dude. <laughs> no, I feel like Styles would be a caring lover. Oh, absolutely. He wouldn't absolutely. Do, do her dirty like that. Um absolutely. But no, it is so good. And it's also really fun because they tried to do a character kind of like Malia. Um, I want to say it was in season two with um, Derek's sister. What was her name? Oh, I, I completely forgot about her. Hale. Cora, Cora Hale. And she was played by mm. Adelaide Kane, who is in Rain, which is also yeah. one of my favorite shows. Um and she was also a very like edgy character who like something happened to her. I think she went like missing for a few years or was like brought, she wasn't brought back from the dead. Something happened to her though. And like, she had been missing for a long time or she'd been like held captive somewhere. Something, something fucking weird. And they were like more they they were hinting hinting at a relationship with styles but they were taking a similar approach that they did with lydia where it was like he was obviously like super into her and she was kind of like whatever and then when mm-hmm. malia came around they didn't fuck with any of that like they had a moment they had like when they like are first reconnected after he helps um What's his face? I always forget the main character, Scott. I always forget fucking Scott's <laughs> name, Xander. I shit you. The not. only reason I remember is because I'm <laughs> I'm still a bit of an old head that remembers the Michael J. Fox Team Wolf. Mm. So yeah, mm-hmm. so Scott and Styles, those are like ingrained into my brain. Are, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't. I didn't watch that. Um, but yeah. So once after they save save her. 
there's like a period where she's not really in the show. And then like in the Mm -hmm. season finale of season three, she comes back and they're like reunited at the mental hospital for like the last two, maybe three episodes. And she punches him in the face as soon as they fucking see each other. And I was like, yes, girl, get it. Get it. She's also one of my favorite characters. Like obviously styles is like number one that she Malia and Lydia are probably pretty close after him. I like mm-hmm. them a lot. Um, and like right, right after they like basically stop fighting, Styles was like, Hey, hey, why'd you hit me? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, she's like, Well, I didn't fucking want to be saved, dude. And he was like, Oh. Okay, well, I can help yeah, with I that. that. That's a fixable problem, you know. He was like, I know someone who can help you like control your powers so that you can change when when you want to. And and then they make out like on it, like they they like stopped fighting and then they're just like on top of each other. And I was like, Yeah, finally, if, someone... if I had a dollar for every time I got punched in the face and it led to that, damn, <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Um, but I really, I loved that because I feel like finally, like this show really struggled with its relationships. I feel like, like romantic and friendships, except for like Scott and Styles are, are pretty tight for like, they're, Mm -hmm. they're inseparable for like the whole thing, but especially in terms of their romantic ones. I mean, Scott and his, and Allison get together like after five seconds. Yeah, and I think that has to go, go along with like the the show's writer, the the head writer uh, Jeff Davis, because yeah. uh, like the the main pull for me uh, after really looking into Teen Wolf was I was huge into Criminal Minds. Jeff mm. Davis also wrote Criminal Minds, um, so it was kind of interesting to see how he went from Criminal Minds, which is all you know FBI uh, right. behavioral analysis unit, adult, then now we're going over to kids Teen in high Wolf. school. Yeah, yeah. So, How did you feel about the differences in writing between those? I I liked I liked that he kind of kept a constant with his writing because like one thing I loved about Criminal Minds was that each season there'd be that underlining main story that's like kind of like building with each episode little by little, but then on top of it is kind of like like an anthology almost where it's just like all right who's the new uh, monster of the week you know like mm-hmm. or like what's the new thing there here and there uh, it. As the series progressed, though, they kind of put the the underlying story as the main focus, um, right. which was which was actually kind of cool how they went about that because um, mm-hmm. it, it felt like the earlier seasons they're kind of testing the waters with this, and then okay, let's see how far we can go with a full fledged, full length season story. Yeah, fascinating. But that that's super. That's super neat though because like honestly i wouldn't i personally wouldn't like look at this this series writing and be like like this wouldn't be a person that i would find and follow so it's really interesting Mm -hmm. that you like found them from something else and then was like oh yeah um but at the same time like the writing isn't bad it's not like bad writing they're not bad characters there it's just it is very difficult to balance all of the things like especially Mm -hmm. in a supernatural show like Mm -hmm. you have a lot that you have to balance um and all in all i think they do it really well and i really liked especially with styles that they like had so many compelling relationships for him 
Because mm-hmm. I think also that he's a very compelling character. Not that Scott isn't a compelling character. He's just definitely not the most compelling. Yeah, I would say he suffers from your stereotypical main character problems kind of kind of thing. Like if you've seen any sort of anime, really, you kind of know what he's going to be going through. Yeah. Uh, it, it's very standard uh, in comparison, I would yeah. feel. But like what really made the show were the supporting characters. Yes. Yeah, like, absolutely. Uh, like, uh, like I, like I mentioned, um, uh, before we even started, like the, uh, the scene with, um, I don't know if we decided if it was season three or not, I think it's season three, but, um, where they're at the, they're at the, like, I, I call it a haunted hotel, which really we find out later that it was like the, it was taken over by the Druids or something like that. Right. But, um, but yeah, like their, their worst nightmares are coming to light and like, Scott is like, you know, like I'm. I don't. I don't want to be the reason why my friends are always in in danger. Blah blah blah. blah. So he tries to. He's about to off himself, and then Styles comes in. And he's like, basically, if you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it with me right here next to you. And I was like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna be here every single week. <laughs> Let's go. Every single week. No, hundred yeah. percent. And that was so season six. What I was saying earlier, because that was, I'm, man, I can't wait for you to fucking watch. I hope you watch it. Like, obviously not immediately because more important things are happening. But at some point, you know, when you're really low, watch Teen Wolf season six. And I'm well, very I'm on duty tomorrow. So I might actually just load it up and just watch it all day. So what I was saying earlier about season six is that it's very interesting because I knew going into it that he wasn't going to be in all of it. And I was very scared he was going to die. Hell, I thought he was going to die when he turned. Oh, and uh, he got taken over by the Nogitsune. Oh, yeah. Well, so I did this thing where I look at a lot of spoilers. Okay. I look at a lot of spoilers. For some shows, I want to experience it as it's happening. Mm-hmm. So, which honestly doesn't happen very often. I, I'm a spoiler whore and I love myself for that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I will always, always, always do at least what I call spoilers light, you know? So the extent to that depends on the show and like how invested I am to like having an emotional crisis while I watch the show. Right. And, and so normally I'll watch like fan edits or something. Mm-hmm. I just did that with Lucifer. So I was like, I was because I was so scared that certain people were going to die. And then I found mm-hmm. like, cer- and then I saw like certain characters and fan edits. I was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ready for season six to see these bitches pull up. And, you know, it keeps me, it keeps me engaged. Like I like, yeah. I especially like to look at fan edits when I get to a certain point in the show where I'm like, are these bitches ever going to get together? Or are they going to do like mm-hmm. a really shitty thing? Like Dawson's Creek where they get together in the last three episodes of the entire oh fucking God. series. And I just want to, my biggest riot. thing with Lucifer that, that kind of like pulled me away from Lucifer mm-hmm. was the fact that, when is she going to find out he's actually fucking Lucifer? Like I was like watching and watching. It and happens. Like, it happens. Yeah, I, know, I, I know it eventually happens, but it's just like, look, do you while want me to, I'm watching it. Do you want me to tell like, you when it happens? Because it's actually it's like season, kind of a piss off. What is it? Like season three? It is, it is the end of season three. The reason yeah. why it's a piss off is because Fox canceled it after that. So Fox was going to end it on the season finale. Well, 
kind of Fox didn't plan things well. So they had like what should have been the season finale. And then they mm-hmm. had two throwaway episodes after that. And it was like, Fox, you're fired. I'm done with you. Thank God Disney bought you. Maybe good things will happen now. But um, yeah, it was garbage. And so that's what they were going to do. Then Netflix picked it up. Netflix did two seasons. Then Netflix canceled it. And then Lucifer fans got upset that they canceled it again with the, with that ending. They were like, no, this isn't okay either. Didn't you learn from Fox? And then Netflix finally Wait, I got it, it right. CW. I thought it was on the CW. I'm pretty sure it was Fox. Pretty Damn. pretty sure it was Fox. I'm going to double check, but I'm pretty, pretty Yeah, no, sure. I was like, because I remember watching it. I'm just like, I'm like, okay, at this point, she has to understand. Like, some, like he's definitely telling the truth about this. Like, he's not fucking crazy. I mean, he's crazy, but he's not that crazy. Like, you know. He's not that crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, she totally but, uh, does find out. And it's actually, like, good after like like the way that they do it is actually really excellent it's and and i feel like the show like overall its arc was very good it had a very good show arc it had very good character arcs um it is kind of frustrating because like knowing its history of like of like how many times it got canceled it is kind of frustrating Mm -hmm. that like nobody treated them with fucking respect but and it did take them a while to get their heads out of their asses and get together and like Mm -hmm. there are so many different like points in a relationship in a show right Mm -hmm. they're similar to the points in real relationships but you have to do them strategically in a show like you don't have like when they finally like first like and you can also like draw it out to different points. Like there's the point where they themselves realize their feelings. Mm-hmm. And then there's the point when they express their feelings to the other person. And then there's a point where they actually get together or have their first kiss. And sometimes those happen in different orders, you know, sometimes there's a first kiss and then sometimes there's a first, like a second first kiss with feeling, you know, mm-hmm. and then there's yeah. the first time they have sex the I love you's maybe children all very important parts in the in a show or movie um, like in a character relationship right and I feel a lot of shows fuck that up but Lucifer actually did it really well especially because once you have a, a couple get together they need tension in the relationship still right okay otherwise it looks boring on the screen and mm-hmm. a lot of shows really struggle, I feel like, to um, actually keep that tension. Um, which Also, great- you, were, you were right. It was Fox from 2016 to 2018 and then Netflix 2019 to uh, last year. I know I was right. Thank you, though, for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and so that actually like connects to Teen Wolf really well because... There was a lot of stuff happening in Teen Wolf relationship-wise, but also, like, actor-wise. So, my big thing about season six was I knew knew by looking at spoilers on IMDb, this is why I call them spoilers light, because I like to see how many episodes each actor is in. Some other, like, oh, okay, I don't have to worry about you dying, you're fine. Or I'm like, do you die? Do you move away? Does everybody forget about you? What's gonna happen? Like, it's very stressful. Um, and so fucking Dylan O'Brien is listed for 92 episodes when Holland mm-hmm. Roden and Tyler Posey are listed for 100. And I was like, eight episodes, eight episodes. That's substantial. You could die. Yeah. 
they could kill you in season six, like episode three or four or something ridiculous like that. And then you're dead. And then I'm sad. And I'm like, I can't keep watching this show. If my favorite character is murdered, like. <laughs> That's kind of how I felt. Uh, my, so my second, my runner up was yeah. Allison. Yeah. For, for, uh, for, 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 for normal high school boy reasons. <laughs> she was one of my favorites. Valid. Uh, but also Valid. at the same time, like her, the whole dynamic with her family um, Listen. and like her being involved with Scott so heavily, like it was just like, okay, this is like something that we need to dive into. Yeah. Um, and then, and then it was a lot. And then she dies. I was like, and then she dies. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. No, that's a trip. It's a trip. But so, so then I was like, okay, well, why is he missing from eight episodes? Mm-hmm. Like I had to find out if he dies or not. And so I look into it. And the reason that he was missing for eight episodes is because during that time, Dylan O'Brien was filming the Maze Runner series Yep, and got injured on set and mm-hmm. had to get like quite a few surgeries. And it was, it was a real rough time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was recovering. And then I think at some point he was, going back to film the last maze runner because he got he yeah. got injured on the set of the last one and so he was missing for like half of the last season but and this is i will try to you you've already had spoilers for season six right yep. so it's not yep. gonna i'm not gonna fuck you up okay yeah because no. if you haven't noticed we're doing full spoilers because oh yeah the show's been out for five years so hopefully everybody who's here is uh <laughs> You one angry email. I can't believe you. Why'd you spoil Teen Wolf for me? How could you do this to me? Ah, I know. I got out of my rock just for this. God. Uh, Honestly, though, (laughs) in high school, um, the last Harry Potter had been out for like a few years. The books had been the the last book had been out for like a good like five or six years, right? So you knew what Mm -hmm. happened. Yeah. And the movie had been out, I want to say, for at least like two or three years. Like, it had been a minute. It had been Mm -hmm. a minute. If you wanted to know what happened in Harry Potter, you could know, right? Mm -hmm. And so we were like, when we were sitting in the car, like, chatting about Harry Potter, I was like, oh, yeah, it destroyed me when Dobby died. And this girl, like, (laughs) gets so upset because she didn't know that Dobby died. And then everyone was mad at me for spoiling it for her. And I was like, it's been out for so long. Like, if you didn't, if you didn't know, did you want to know? Like, how have you not watched (laughs) them yet? How have you? But also, those are my Christian friends. So it's very possible Uh, that their family hadn't let them watch it. Or read the books. Or read the books until then because just at that moment for her though like there's a suction in the air just all of a sudden i felt so bad i felt so bad i obviously still feel bad about that but also she was a homophobic bitch so karma's a bitch yikes yikes yeah unsurprising though (laughs) i knew her well (laughs) technically she's transphobic not uh, fair. I mean, homophobia. There's an argument for that, but like, yeah. there's a lot. That, J.K. Rowling's main problem is this transphobia. But mm. um, yeah, yeah, those were my mega church friends. So it was a rough time. It was a rough time. I Any remember of those? I remember right? those. Right? Yeah. It's rough. They tried to they tried to drag here. drag you into uh, what was it? Uh, youth group. Oh, you drag you in there, and then all of a sudden they successfully you walk through the dragged door me and, in. Like you feel 
you feel like your skin like yeah. like singeing. Yeah. Like, oh, this feels weird. I don't like it. And then uh, next thing you know, Under Earth is playing. I'm like, okay, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. You just, just no nothing song but United. Four bands. Yeah. I'm like, okay. It's okay. the whole song United being like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Um, but yeah, anywho, so I'm, I'm glad that I, that we're, we're all good for spoilers. I don't want to yeah. repeat of that situation. Um, yeah. so, so I was sitting there and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it through season six. I almost didn't make it through the second half because I'll be honest with you. He's not very present for the second half. The mm. way that they broke it up is he's like, it's actually, it's really, really well done because I was like, I was so sucked into the first half of, of the last season mm. because while he he's missing from a lot of episodes or he's only there for like a very small chunk of time in those episodes the entire like conflict of the first part of season six is about him. Mm. He's so it's the wild hunt, right? Yeah. And he's taken by the wild hunt in like episode one. Yeah. And so everybody forgets who he is. And in that, in that, um, when he is like about to be taken, when he realizes what's happening and people start forgetting him, Lydia has, is the last person to forget him. And they like run, they're like running away from the wild hunt together and she Mm -hmm. can't see them because she's not being taken. And so they're running away together and they like hide in his car. And he's like, he like explains what's happening. And he's like, he's like, Lydia, you're going to forget me. And she's like, no, I'm not. I could never forget you. And they have this whole emotional conversation that I will not quote word for you, word for you, even though I probably could, because I want you to experience (laughs) it yourself. But then like, until he returns, she like, she spends like a few episodes where she's like, I, I feel like, like she has one episode where she's like, there was something I was supposed to remember today. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to talk to somebody and I can't remember who it was. And she's the first fucking person, Tyler Posey, who Scott McCall does not remember fucking Stiles Stalinsky. You know who fucking remembers Stiles Stalinsky? Lydia fucking Martin. And, but it's amazing because she doesn't remember him. Mm -hmm. She remembers like the feeling of him. Yeah. So she knows that there is something missing from her life. She doesn't like remember, like she doesn't remember his name. She doesn't remember like who he is or how she knows him, but she knows that someone substantial is missing from her life. Like the person that she goes to talk to is missing. Like, and I'm, and I'm just sitting here in tears, like for, for like fucking the whole season because i'm like that is some like especially because they still aren't together at that Mm -hmm. point they don't get together till the last fucking minute but it was so well done relationally like you're so invested in them because even if they don't get together romantically they end up being really good friends and they end up being great supports for each other yeah um it's incredible. Honestly, like I, I do love them together, but I would have been totally okay with Malia and Styles and yeah. together. I would have been yeah, like from from what I had seen. I, honestly, 
I was kind of hoping like it would like end up where like, you know, they close out their high school days mm-hmm. and then they go like maybe our the last season would be like them in college. And then Styles finds someone completely different in college right. and not tied to the supernatural at right. all whatsoever mm-hmm. and have like a, a happily ever after void of anything supernatural with, a, you know, the occasional like, I don't know, uh, <laughs> the occasional moonlighting event with Scott <laughs> each year. <laughs> they do have elements of what you're describing. Mm-hmm. And I will leave it at that. They okay. they actually so like the the first half of the second season, I want to say is like their senior year or something like that. And then mm-hmm. the second half is like the summer after they graduate or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Styles is gone because he goes off to pursue his future. That's mm-hmm. their like explanation for why he's missing. And I won't oh, tell you okay. where, but it's very cool. I do kind of like what I do like what they did for him. It made okay. a lot of sense in terms of his character arc. Um, and then he comes back for like the finale. Um, but yeah, it's emotional. I I honestly I kind of want to play you the one of my favorite, like it's not a fan edit, it's like a fan compilation on YouTube mm. of like this series of like them talking in the car to like when he comes back. Because it's so good, Xander. It's so good. I want to say, like, because ever since we had, like, that little conversation on stream about Teen Wolf. I I didn't know you had watched it. it, So I definitely gave you more details. Well, because, like, (laughs) you know, Instagram is always listening. So after we had that conversation, I started seeing, like, bits and pieces of that fan edit that you're talking about on, like, Instagram. Oh, yeah. When they're in the car. I was like, because like, yeah, like it's emotional. That, that exact that exact moment too, where do you like, he's like, you're gonna, you're gonna forget me. Do you yes. want to watch it? Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Because I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't force you to if you didn't want to. But if you want to, buckle in, guys. Oh no, oh my gosh, I just typed in YouTube and it auto populated, it auto populated a YouTube video about setting boundaries at work. Apparently, that's my most watched video. <laughs> <laughs> computer was just like here you go honestly like when you guys were talking about this thing happens in the good cracking group chat where they'll be talking about video games and i will mentally check out but there was one week where like every day they were talking about b4b and i was like what the fuck is b4b and i didn't know because i don't know anything i barely know how to open my fucking phone and so i looked it up right i went on my mm-hmm. fucking phone and i googled b4b video games right mm-hmm. you know what popped up xander i even put in video games i was helping it you know what popped up because it wasn't back for blood which i now know <laughs> what you guys were talking God. about because i asked Cornell what it actually came up with was business for business models oh my god and like, and it had so many different, like it had spreadsheets, it had YouTube videos, and it was like, we have videos for you. Oh, wait, about- you weren't familiar with the uh, business for business game that we play? It's, it's a lot like Sims or SimCity, uh, but you're, just, you're literally just running a business. Uh, Honestly, and- Xander, I could get on board. <laughs> and it runs, it runs in real time because they, they ask for spreadsheets every Friday. <laughs> Why if you don't have it by close of that? business, then you're screwed. <laughs> Why don't we fucking live stream that? Like, <laughs> fucking this weekend, Devin and I were, were fucking with Arnell and we were like, oh yeah, well, well, because he was late for the meeting. 
And so we were fucking with him and and we were like, Devin goes, or Devin goes, oh yeah, well, I'm really swamped this week. So Genesee's gonna take over gameplay stream on Wednesday and she's gonna be playing. I don't even know what game, but you know, whatever it was, he was fucking with them and it was hilarious. And of course, Ernell was like, hell yeah, I've been trying to get Genesee to live stream for us. And I was like, nobody wants that. Nobody's going to watch me. We're going to lose viewership because you put me on a stream. Granted, I would say that would be awesome to have you on a game stream, but we need to start you off with something light like uh, Fall Guys. I I feel like you could throw down some Fall Guys. Actually, we're gonna start me off. We we have a plan, Xander. Has anybody told you the plan? Mm. <laughs> I was gonna... actually I, so I was I was gonna jump in on the uh, on the meeting because uh, usually our meeting time. I was driving out to Boston mm. uh, to go meet up with uh, Sledge and them, but uh, but I needed my GPS. So I was just like, oh, I'm trying to find the right video because. This... These seem too short. These are only two and a half minutes, and I feel like they shouldn't be that short. Um, okay. Is it really that short? I don't trust this. I know I've watched it before. I'm going to have to go on my phone. But no, so the plan is, and here's a little plug for our Let's Get Bitchin' listeners out there to uh, start watching Good Kraken, because we're going we're gonna to start me off by doing Uno. We're going to do an Uno live stream. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> And I, I had to ask because I too often with you guys make the mistake of being like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. And you guys are like, oh, and I'm like, no, I don't know what that is. JK. That's, so I was like, I was like, Uno. And they're like, yeah, yeah, Uno. And I was like, you mean like like the card game, like one in Spanish, like Uno, the, the card game? Yeah. <laughs> you can't see this, but Sandra just pulled up yeah, just- an Uno card pack. <laughs> the best the best thing about this Uno pack that I have here is uh, it's the special edition from uh, Target. Um, a little plug for Target, by the way. Uh, that is, uh, it's actually like the old school like retro design and everything. Oh my so. gosh, I love that! I love that. But no, they. Um, so I was like, I was like, you guys are talking. There isn't another Uno, is there? I was like so concerned. And they were like, yeah, yeah, you can play it online. And they were like, and they were like explaining <laughs> to me what Uno was. And I was like, guys, I know what Uno is. I just didn't know if there was another Uno. We pull a ver- reverse card and all that stuff, you know. If you're playing at home, usually there's always a house rules kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird, though. I, I will brace you for that. Uh, if you are familiar with any rules that you think are normal rules in Uno, right. the the video game version of it, excuse mm-hmm. me, uh, it will rewrite how you think about Uno because there are some oh, rules. You're like, wait, that does, that doesn't make sense. That I never played true. like that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think that. Okay, I'm hoping this is the right one. No, it's not the right one. Oh my mm-hmm. god, that's so loud. You're in the meantime, though. Uh, there was something that I have, have you watched euphoria? Yes. Not season two yet though. I haven't watched. Okay. So, so I am just starting it now, but I, we watched, uh, episode three the other night and it opens up with the, I believe that's the episode that kind of revolves around cat and it opens around, Mm, uh, it opens up with the, uh, the animated fanfic of one direction. (laughs) I saw that. (laughs) Me and Jackie saw that and we immediately like, oh my God, I wonder if Genesee and Naomi have seen this. So the best part about that is that 
I love that so much. Naomi hasn't watched Euphoria. She she oh. like tried to start watching it with me and she actually left and went sat in her car because she was like, no, I'm not doing this. This is not my jam. I was like, fair. Um, yeah. fair. It's, it's very heavy. Very yeah. heavy. Yeah. And I, I honestly, like I was watching it with my cousin and we had to break it up over like the course of like two months because it was, yeah. it was a lot. And, um, but so she, and I actually had heard about it when it came out because it was very controversial. Louis Tomlinson actually spoke out about it and he was like, he was like, I don't have a problem with like fans doing this stuff, but like euphoria HBO, what the fuck? Like you can't mm-hmm. just publish this shit without talking to us like yeah what? especially when you have an animated scene of, of yeah. him and harry it 69ing it was so much i mean like i'm not against it but like yeah like you didn't talk to harry and louis about this like yeah this there's, is there's them a little and their thing, relationship uh, like that's it, fucked up there's, there's a little thing out there i believe uh it's called consent <laughs> <laughs> yeah euphoria never heard of it for real oh my gosh okay i think i found it i think i found it oh wait i have to share it with you i can do this i can do this technology technology okay share screen i wonder how this is gonna come out on stream this is a disaster guys i might cut it out here so we'll see we'll see what happens um i just want to share my screen dude Uh uh-huh uh-huh Can you see it? Boom. Yep. Okay. Oop, there it All is. Right. And now it's big. Yeah. Maybe. Yep. Okay. It's big. All right. Let's do this shit. Yeah, that was another thing that I was I was wondering how they would go about the stylization of the wild hunt. It's not bad. You can't see them well in this scene, but it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Because when I think of the wild hunt, I think of like the Witcher. Oh yeah. And then Damn. and then. She fucking forgets. But that's not her fault. That's not her fault. Okay, so then... Okay. Now this part. Oh, damn, I remember that episode, too. Thank you, Emma. (laughs) (laughs) Edited by Emma. So that isn't my favorite one, but I'm going to find my favorite and send it to you later because I I don't want to waste time to find it right now. Because my favorite also has a part where she's she's talking to Malia and Scott and she like has a picture that Styles was erased from and she's like she's like I I think that someone is missing because Scott is also piecing it together right Scott is like because Styles is the reason he became a werewolf right yeah. and he, so he's like he's like I don't know like He's like, it doesn't make sense. Like, I wouldn't have been out in the woods. Like, I don't, I, something is missing and I don't know what it is. And it's at first, they're just like, they think that something is messing with their memories, that like chunks mm-hmm. of time are missing. And mm-hmm. Lydia is the one who's like, I don't think it's time. I think that someone is missing. And I mm-hmm. think I loved him is what she fucking says. And I'm just sitting here like, damn, you're telling me. You're telling me that the first time that we're told that she knows how she feels about Styles, she doesn't even remember who he is, but the feelings she has for him are so strong that she can't. Anyway, 
It's fine. Jesus. I'm fine. Sometimes I just like get upset and I go and watch these fucking fan edits. Xander, like one night I came home from my sister's house, like drunk on drunk on Prosecco. And I was like, and I, like I, I like came into our room and I just like got the remote. I didn't say like a word. I just like got the remote and I like put on YouTube on the TV and started watching fucking fan edits and crying. And Naomi's just like, sat next to me and was like all right yep this, this is, is what we're doing tonight this is okay. what we're doing <laughs> you want popcorn or <laughs> <laughs> you need anything yeah some water <laughs> just kind of like stroke my hair second. yeah I'll, I'll, get, I'll give you some water maybe a couple advil <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> preemptively i know it's a disaster mm. um but yeah so that's how i feel about season six okay <laughs> um it was it was very well done it's also i am i'm curious because i've i was trying to think about this like thinking about like what we're going to talk about and how we're going to structure it and i was like well we both like this show there's not like i mean this show isn't the most like structured thing in the world so i didn't think we really needed to like break down each season or anything um so i was more like a lot of questions about like what was your favorite this like what do you love mm-hmm. about it all that and i'm really curious like what your favorite villain or conflict was in the show i'm gonna have to say the whole stuff with the nogitsune oh yeah was re- was honestly my favorite mainly because like i said styles was my favorite character yeah. and it, sh- it showed a whole new side to dylan o'brien's acting ability oh yeah like yeah. when when he just flipped the switch and he's like straight up evil, it's incredible! I was like, "Yo, it's, he is a force to be reckoned with." Yeah, it's so fun to get to see that in actors because, like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people like get up all in their heads and asses about like, "Oh, well, this is such a good actor," and like, "Oh, well, I just don't think they're that great of an actor." Honestly, mm-hmm. most of the time, like the the stuff that we're watching is. And not just like us, like in terms, because I think like the stuff that we watch, like sci-fi and like comic book stuff and all that is actually requires quite a bit of range in terms mm-hmm. of acting. Um, but today I feel like there's not a whole lot of like prolific stuff being made for the most part. Like there are yeah. a few things like Euphoria obviously really stands out. The yeah. Witcher really stands out. Doom mm-hmm. really stood out. Fucking Spider-Man 3, like there are like bits and pieces, but on the most part, like, I'm sorry, but the CW shows that you, that you're watching just aren't. Yeah. No, they aren't going to have the most prolific actors. Yeah. But, and so like when people get all up in it, I'm like, I'm sorry, but like, you can't like, don't talk to me. Like you, you don't have to be, you don't have to be like all stuck up about it, but when shows do shit like this, like, I think mm-hmm. especially like when you have a, an actor that has to switch between like, whether it's like the twin thing, like an evil twin or like, or like an alternate persona or whatever mm-hmm. that like, I, I always think about too, like in Harry Potter, when Hermione um, or when Bellatrix, Bellatrix Lestrange, Hermione like pretends to shapeshift into Bellatrix yep. Lestrange. I always mm-hmm. forget that magic isn't real and that isn't actually like I, I for the longest time I was like, oh no, no, that's Emma Watson pretending to be yeah, no. What's her face? You know, <laughs> yeah. no, no, Helena no, Bonham no. Carter Carter is just like a fantastic fucking actress yeah. and is able to act like 
Hermione, Hermione acting, as acting like Bellatrix, yeah. like it's incredible. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, no, it's Dylan O'Brien absolutely mm-hmm. does the same thing. I mean, it's incredible. You're right, how he's yeah, that and I, it's one of those things where I've I've been on record saying this, uh, whether it has been on my show or over on GK as well, is where like I have a. I'm not even going to mince words about it. I get a huge hard on for actors that can just fucking flip it like that. Like, uh, <laughs> like you so, love a switch. Like, you love a switch. Yeah. Like, so, so we like John C. Riley, for example, Step Brothers is the first thing that comes to mind for a lot of people. Step Brothers yeah. or Talladega Nights comedy. That's his, that's his bag. Right. But then when I saw, we need to talk about Kevin and his role in that, I was like, yo, he's in a serious fucking movie and he's not saying a, a single joke. No, for not real. a single one. I was just like, this is insane. Yeah. Because if you've ever, for those who haven't seen, we need to talk about, about Kevin. You need to see that. Uh, Don't talk about it. Just see it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, it's like, it's because this is, it's a, it's a psychological thriller. You never would have thought like John C. Riley would be in a psychological thriller and just do just amazingly in that movie. Um, well, yeah, it's it, it's stuff like that, and like so, even like uh, Jim Carrey for the longest time. Uh, mm-hmm. Jim Carrey, he's also very big in comedy, but then you have like Lost in Translation he or some, Number yeah. Twenty Three uh, moments, and th- those are the things where I love it because you know that's an actor that's doing their fucking job. They're acting, yeah, and yeah. acting the shit out of it, and they're that's, showing the range. That's how I feel about fucking like people like Zendaya, like especially mm-hmm. people who have a big hype around them, like. They're hyped for a reason. Like yeah. Zendaya fucking started out on Disney Channel yep. and then goes out, does fucking Spider-Man. She's doing Euphoria. Like, are you kidding me? Like, those are all the same woman. <laughs> yeah. Granted, I will say there are a lot of aspects of her character in Euphoria that remind me of MJ. <laughs> <laughs> like, like when, when she's like, she, when she's like just like you know, straight up with people and stuff like that. And like give yeah. giving them the business. I'm like the deadpan. She does the yeah. deadpan really well. Yeah. And then there's that one scene where they're going over the, uh, the different archetypes of uh, dick pics. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was so good. I was like, that is straight up. Like if Disney <laughs> channel was rated R or like, like this is, MJ would do this. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. hold on. Hold on. Like, she's got the, she's got the suit jacket on. They make it look like a fucking, <laughs> like an old timey school projector, yeah. whatever thing. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, I see yeah. it. <laughs> I do love still, that. Like, she does. She does wonderfully in that. She does do wonderfully, and like, I also think like I mean Dylan O'Brien. Like, you have to think like not only does this show like just like that switch that he makes as the Nagutsune like show it, but then also just last year he played uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, total asshole Jake Gyllenhaal at mm-hmm. that um, in my favorite film of 2021. Uh, all too well the short film which yep. if that doesn't show that man's range i don't know mm-hmm. what does well also on top of that uh i remember so uh, teen wolf was my first interaction with uh dylan o'brien yes i say interaction because yes i interacted with him <laughs> on the show because every time he he would just say a joke like <laughs> you're right styles that's funny yeah, 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 good <laughs> you're right um, no, for real or like when, or like when he's like banging on the locker, like someone needs to sex me now. I'm like, yeah, I feel that, dude. I feel that. Um, but no, like when his uh, friend then, comes up and is like, okay. I was like, same. Yeah, I would be there for yeah. him too. Yeah. But uh, but then like I go from that, and then all of a sudden he's in that one episode of New Girl. Um, like that just like like took me by surprise, like completely. So Jess in New Girl was recounting her high school prom. Oh um, yeah. 
and, and there's just this whole escapade like he's like he's like that like suave guy at first he's like playing the guitar or, or mm-hmm. some shit and then all of a sudden they like have sex in the in the playground and then he gets stuck in the playground <laughs> and then he's like freaking the fuck out he's like i didn't take my medicine i think i might be gay <laughs> like it was like <laughs> like i was just so taken aback it's like there's so much going on in that one scene i'm just like styles what the fuck are you doing there <laughs> styles also good example of could be styles yeah, yeah Styles really. is also a really good character on that note because he's very heavily bi-coded um mm-hmm. as well to the point where it's like a question of like is he actually bisexual um and i actually one of my like not favorite things that dylan o'brien has done is he he has answered that a few times and was like no he's not bisexual but the answer he gave was like low-key biphobic and i was like oh honey i don't Mm. i don't think you understand what being bisexual means because the answer that you're giving doesn't just isn't doing it for you but Mm. i mean on the whole i i do love both both dylan o'brien and and styles stolenskate so i won't hold it against them yeah but um also most people like if you don't like if you aren't like super heavily even like I know people who are bisexual and say bi- biphobic shit sometimes. Like it's deep, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's yeah. it's deep. Um but yeah, so that that is very fun and also I I really love I love Teen Wolf. I have this joke that like Teen Wolf was made for the bisexuals because yeah. Um, not only do they have him, but then one of the biggest, like, it was so funny actually, because when I started watching it, Naomi would like, cl- like cue in and everyone, and, like one time she like came up and was like, was like, Oh, are, are that styles dude and that other guy together yet? And I was like, I don't think he and Scott ever get together. She's like, no, not Scott. I see a bunch of fan edits online about, about one of the couples in there is like, she's like, is there someone named Derek? And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> yeah, she legit thought that Derek and Styles get together because there was so much fandom on the Internet. Oh, my God. I've I've, co- I've actually I think I remember seeing Called, an like, interview Derek, where they right? where uh, where um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tyler Hecklin. Yeah, uh, he he actually came across one of those on like Tumblr or something like that. And he was just like. They're hilarious Dude, too. He, he was like, I don't know how to break it to Dylan, but I don't know. <laughs> he wouldn't be able to handle this. <laughs> he was just like, yo. That's amazing. <laughs> he oh, yeah, also because you know Derek would be the top in that oh, situation. Absolutely. Poor absolutely. little style Stalinsky would break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just imagining, like, remember the dungeon that Derek had? Oh my god. That's not a werewolf den, dude. Honestly, it's a sex like, dungeon. It's <laughs> not fair. I can't. I'm kind of glad though that they didn't have uh, Derek's sister Cora and Styles get together because I feel like that would have made Steric stands get so much more upset because mm-hmm. they would all be like, <laughs> you "Okay, were this, close. this wasn't this close. your. This wasn't the answer." <laughs> I almost wonder if that's why they because they did it. They did it very obviously. They did it both with her and with Malia and that they brought them in at the end of one season to do like a Mm -hmm. tester to see how fans reacted to it. And then Mm -hmm. like they did not bring on uh, Cora as a regular and they did bring in Malia Tate at the end of season, at the beginning of season four as a series regular. Um, 
which, which we love, but I'm sure I just, I wish I, I wish I had been online at the time of when this was coming out, because I can only imagine people like losing their shit and being like, um, I'm sorry, but making a female Derek was not the answer <laughs> we were looking for. We want mm-hmm. Derek and styled or nothing at was, all. I think that was what was really off-putting about Cora's character uh, at first, because she, she was by all means a, a female Derek. Like, yeah, which like nobody personality-wise and everything. I'm just like, because I mean, especially when you have like all these different characters, you give them their own personality. Don't yeah. like literally like. Which was Verbatim. so fun like, about like Malia because they you could tell that they were doing similar things with her and Cora. It's like they had someone who was like obviously in the supernatural community and was local, but for some reason had been like had reason not to be involved with them for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh Cora was I don't even know what happened to Cora. She was like abducted or something. I have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah. But she no, went she, missing her, after her the fire. Yeah, for for me, her character was very lost. Uh yeah. In the grand scope of things. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, she was only there for like five episodes or something like that. Yeah. And it was, it was ridiculous. But when Malia comes in, like they had, they had very similar, like kind of like angry femme vibes. And it was like, mm-hmm. like totally going to hand Styles his ass, which apparently is just, I think his type, what he's into, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But when styles and malia get together it was it really was done so well in that like she was a full person like she wasn't mm-hmm. like i'm sure the character was made to like give styles a romantic interest but she had mm-hmm. all of her own motivations and even like yeah. in her relationship with him like she wanted to sleep in his bed every night because she was tired of not being warm all the time because she was yeah. no longer a coyote 24 yeah. seven. So she was like, she was like, you're the, you're the little spoon. Keep me warm. <laughs> Loved her. She was yeah. amazing. 10 out of 10 recommend. But um, no, that absolutely. The Nikitsune was a fantastic mm-hmm. conflict. I, you know, I asked the question. And I uh, am not sure what my favorite villain was. The Nagatsune was really good. I also did thoroughly enjoy the Wild Hunt. I felt like that was a really good conflict, especially because of like what I was saying with how it wasn't just like an interesting conflict and it, and it wasn't just like a conflict that also brought in so many emotional things going on, Mm -hmm. but it also like, perfectly solved the like actual behind the scenes dilemma they had of we can't get Dylan O'Brien in for every episode. What the fuck are we going to do? And they did that while also like recognizing that probably a good portion of their viewership is just here for Dylan O'Brien, you know? Um, So that was really well done. I am curious because if you don't know already, I think you know this, Sandra, because I feel like we talked about it. But for our listeners mm-hmm. out there, there's going to be a Teen Wolf movie, apparently this year, mm-hmm. made by Paramount. And I'm wondering how you feel about that. So I've only heard that it's in the works. I've not heard anything else other than that's what they plan on doing now. I, I don't know if it's going to be based on the series or if it's going to be a remake of the Michael J. Fox one. I'm not entirely sure either, but I do know 
that Tyler Posey has confirmed. Really? Yeah. And it's supposed to come out this year, which I can only imagine that means late this year because there have been yeah. no details released about it other now, than Tyler keep, Posey. Keep in mind, this isn't, it's not, it's not a Marvel movie where like everyone's just like fucking. That's like fair. all up in arms trying to get every little last detail about everything. Um, which is disappointing. Which... <laughs> yes and no. I, I'm... <laughs> so, yeah, I know I regularly stay, try and stay up to date with like the Marvel stuff. And it is nice to have like some insight on what's going to happen potentially that, mm-hmm. you know, will further more speculation on okay so like because at this point we know marvel's probably going to go go on until we're at least like grandparents um (laughs) at least (laughs) at least um and so it's it's fun to think okay so if if they're supposedly doing this in this movie then we can assume that in like five years from now they're going to be doing this and so that's that's where the fun of that comes in but like with something like like teen wolf or any other movie really that's going to be either a one-off or maybe a trilogy at most Oh, um, I it's hope one of those things are, Oh, dude, it's it's it, it would it would not be good. It would not. Be good. It would not be good. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. upset about a Teen Wolf movie. I'm not upset. I tend to not like reboots. I tend to not. The what makes me excited about this though is so I was a big Community fan. I don't know if you've ever watched that sitcom. Uh, really, but they had, but like, I know what you're talking. They about, had like yeah. the running joke: six seasons in a movie, six seasons in a movie, and which mm. Community we're we're still holding off uh, for a movie because they did they technically did six seasons. Although I would be I would not be opposed to them just completely uh, retconning season six because it was straight to Yahoo Video. And uh, if you don't know what Yahoo Video is, uh, they're too young for you. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, if we were to get uh, another season in, in a movie, that'd be great. But yeah, six seasons in a movie, which is kind of like the the standard uh, for right. like like old school uh, shows and stuff like that. So uh, <laughs> it, it'd be it'd be cool. Uh, it'd be kind of yeah, <laughs> it'd be kind of cool. To, you know, you have your six seasons and then one movie to like round it up. Game. Like you know, like oh yeah, Teen Wolf, the college years or something. something yeah, like that. or even at this point. And uh, if you've seen Tyler Posey recently, recently, he, there's no way he's he's a parent right now. Um, I mean, Tyler Posey isn't, but they're going to have to clean him up for Teen Wolf. That man. Oh, and that's what I was saying about this show being for the bisexuals. Fucking Tyler Posey came out, I think, like last year on his fucking OnlyFans. Yeah. I love that, man. I haven't seen it because I don't subscribe to OnlyFans. But if I did. I hey, would that, be that on that the, viewers, that the viewers know about. <laughs> that would that would be what the, that the viewers know about. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Your secret's safe with me. It's okay. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I feel like I don't know. I'm I'm I have nothing against you know porn or OnlyFans, but like I'm going to be really honest. I'm all about masturbation. I'm all about ma- watching shit. Well, well, you know, one does that. For mm-hmm. me personally, as you can probably tell. Uh, like listenership and whatnot, I am all about the like emotional connection of things. Mm-hmm. So like typical like porn and OnlyFans, like it's not interesting to me because there's no reason for me to be watching this naked person or these people having sex. But like, I'll be honest, you give me a Fifty Shades of Grey, like there's all sorts of emotional tension in there. Is it good? <laughs> no, but it's keeping me in, and also they're naked. So this is great. There you this go. This is great. Yeah. You know, The Witcher. Mm-hmm. 
not not saying anything, but The Witcher. <laughs> Anyhow, oh, fuck. <laughs> Honestly, if you fucking listen to me and Ernell talking about the fucking Witcher, we got our TikTok of us talking about the <laughs> uh what's his name? Gerald. Yeah, Gerald and, Ger- and Geralt, yeah. Geralt and Yennefer. Uh, our TikTok of us talking about them got taken off TikTok. Oh yeah, I heard about because that. Because it was too that. inappropriate. Yep. I would like to say that We're wasn't gonna... my fault. That was Ernell. But yeah. I also wasn't totally innocent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I want I do want to go on record and say I need more of Tris Marigold. Okay. Who is that? Who's Tris? She's Mar- the other mage. Oh. Oh, 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 in in The Witcher. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Tris Marigold. I mean, I mean, She's the one, is she the one who works for the bad guy? No, Tris is, uh, she was the one that was trying to help. Have, have you seen season two? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she was the one trying to help uh, Siri, and then she, that she walked her through that, like, premonition or whatever, uh, trying to figure out what, what Siri is. And found out that she's of elder blood and like she's basically like like this elder weapon to try and destroy the world. And then Triss like ran away and she was like super scared. Triss, I am uh, the Witcher. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. She was at uh the their hideout, their their mm-hmm. big boys clubhouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah. I could I could I she wasn't the most compelling to me because I didn't like how she treated Siri TBH. I didn't I just that. need more of that poofy red hair. That's valid. Her hair's not <laughs> red, is it? Uh it wasn't, I don't think it was in the comics her hair very is much. Red. Yeah, I don't think it's very much red in season two as much mm, um that maybe the lighting uh shows it a little bit um, her hair is beautiful yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah fascinating mm-hmm. fascinating anywho another anyway, point moving on <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry i got i got lost there for a second <laughs> we all got distracted talking about porn um anywho um tyler posey I don't even think he was naked because I did see the clip where he where he was talking about. So he you are like, subscribed. <laughs> no, no, no. I have I have the Google machine. I actually I saw an article. It was like linked in, in an article that was mm-hmm. like Tyler Posey comes out, and I was like, what the fuck? And then I watched yep. it. I was like, <laughs> slow clap. That is a beautiful coming out, my dude. Mm-hmm. Almost almost as much as I loved uh, Ernell's. My name is Ernell. I'm the proud owner of a PS5 and I am pansexual. Yeah. <laughs> the way you because I mean because I mean holding the after, PS5. After knowing Ernell, like especially like me, me having met him just last year. Right. Uh, but at, since we work together like almost constantly and really and we really get to know each other in a very small amount of time. Yeah. Like it's it's one of those things where it's like you kind of already like kind of like already got that vibe i feel like people who knew him knew Mm -hmm. like he and i have uh, obviously i mean i i talk about uh, 
I never talk to people about bisexuality. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm always, always talking about heterosexuality. Nobody ever knows that I'm gay. You know, it's a real mm-hmm. problem for me. No, I'm like constantly talking about it. Obviously yeah. we're here at let's get bitching, which is a queer media podcast. But, exactly. um, so he and I had talked, have like, had many conversations about it, which I do with a lot of people. And mm-hmm. when I'm talking to a straight person about bisexuality, mm-hmm. I can tell that I'm talking to a straight person about bisexuality. I, you know, obviously never got that vibe with her now. Um, but, but that's that, but also he's not like, he's not the only person I have. I have loads of friends who like, really, it just, I think it takes, sometimes it takes people just talking about it and having conversations and then being like, especially like being a woman, I have so many like female friends who are like, Oh, well, yeah, of course I've had sex with women, but like, that's just the thing you do. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I don't think straight women are out here having sex with women. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's almost like it's almost like they're kind of like in that mindset. It was just like uh, like back in the day, it was like, oh, yeah, I experimented yeah. in college. Like, yeah. And it's like, well, you know, did you like it? Because if not, then you're right. You're probably straight. But yeah. like. Yeah, just curious. I'm. Just, yeah, that's where that, that's where it's like it's one of those things where like you, you really when you really like even just like a, a normal conversation about it, yeah. that really shows it really sexuality really is a spectrum. It, it really, really is. is. It really is. I also think the way that some people identify with it is different because I know people who know that they enjoy having sex with the same gender, um, mm-hmm. but don't make it a part of their identity because they know that they're like being in a relationship with someone of the same gender for whatever reason isn't of interest to them. Some people don't mm-hmm. connect romantically and otherwise with people of the same gender. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that's not an experience that I share, but like. That is a thing. It's also a thing that people do connect with people of the same gender romantically and want to have very like intense, romantic, committed relationships with people, but not sexual, you know, mm-hmm. and same with the opposite gender yeah. sex or whatever we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but like nobody talks about that. And I think that that's something like really neat when we get into talking about like what it means to come out and what it means to like accept your gender identity, like especially in that conversation of like, oh, I experimented in college. Like my first kiss was with a girl. I didn't come out till I was like to myself till I was like 20. The first person I ever had sex with a girl, but I was like, Oh, that doesn't count because I don't know. I had a really weird idea of what sex was, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's, it's like when people say like, Oh, Oh, that relationship didn't count. Cause it was in high school or something like that. Or yeah. Like, but yeah. at the same time, like, You're like you know, high, some high school relationships dependent upon like the, just like what transpired during that relationship right. could definitely very Maybe well, you know, yeah. set the bar yeah, uh, in the future. So, yeah. Which like, honestly, if I'm thinking about like relationship wise, like the first person that I ever loved was my best friend in middle school. And I had no idea that I was in love with her. And that the reason I was so completely destroyed after she like broke up with me, like she broke up with me, like friendship wise, but like looking back on it, I was like, Oh no shit. She was like dump dumping me. I wonder if she knew because I didn't Mm -hmm. know. I didn't know. Did she know? Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, absolutely destroyed. And I had Mm -hmm. no idea until I was like 21 and looking back on it, I was like, Oh, Oh. And I think it's because like, we expect like I feel like people like make queerness and like and basically anything outside of like heterosexuality to be this like 
big thing that like, oh, well, people come out with it or like you, you have a moment where, you know, or you have mm-hmm. like a, like, like there's a switch different. that flips. Or yeah. Something there's like a that. switch yeah. that flips. Like it's like, or it's like this burden that you're carrying around with you that it's like, you always know that you're mm-hmm. gay. And so if you don't know that you're gay, then you're obviously not gay. I was like, well, I didn't like, I didn't, nobody dumps like the rainbow yeah. on me. Like I didn't, I I wasn't like hiding under this crush, crushing weight of bisexuality. I was just like, yeah. I was just like, well, yeah, I kissed a girl. And they were like, well, but do you know that you're gay? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Especially, and especially at that young age, like you're yeah. not going to know, like you're still learning. You're still learning. Yeah. And I don't know, it's a fucking wild ride, but like, thank goodness for Tyler Posey doing the mm-hmm. Lord's good work. And-, and it's actually, it's actually funny. Uh, like when, when I heard that he came out and stuff like that, my mind immediately went back to season two when they, <laughs> when basically that was like when all the, the, the gay stuff was happening, mm-hmm. like, uh, with the, uh, I can't remember his name. Beautiful man though. Beautiful man. Uh, the, the, he was the, uh, um, I think he's of Middle Eastern descent. In the show? Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he was one of oh. the fellow lacrosse players, which also, yeah. that, was, that was another thing that kind of pulled me into the show, that lacrosse was kind of still prevalent in the mm. series, and I played lacrosse in high school, so. I love that. Yeah, he was, he was important a little bit earlier on. Oh, my God, what was his name? That's gonna there's me. all the stuff going on with Colton Haynes' character, uh, um, the whole Canama thing or whatever, and yeah. they're like fo- they're like following him. And then <laughs> the the main reason I remember this is because I actually had the season two DVD uh, set, <laughs> and I watched the deleted scenes. And it's the scene where Scott's like, "Dude, I think we're in a gay bar." <laughs> <laughs> and then like in in the actual show, like the final cut. It cuts to Styles being surrounded by like a bunch, uh, like a bunch of uh, drag queens and stuff like that, and he's like, "Really? What gave you that idea?" Like <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. But like in the deleted scene, it's like my favorite thing. I wish they actually kept it because it's like, dude, I think we're in a gay bar. Cut to Styles. Nah, man, it's just how you look at it. <laughs> he's like dancing with them and stuff like that. You're like, hey. <laughs> I was like, that would have been. Are, me. You, that are been. you sure it's not the other way around? Because I think I've seen the scene. Where he's like dancing and he's just like chill about it. I don't remember him being surrounded by like dragons. They might, I mean, they might have changed it. I don't know. I'm not sure because but I'm pretty. Hilarious. I'm pretty sure that was the deleted scene. Danny and like Danny, yes, 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 yes. Danny, yeah, and yeah. they see Danny and Dan- mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A trip. Um, Which I thought, and I thought that was cool. And I thought, like at the time, even though, like it was like what 2012, like still 2012 or something. Yeah, and like that. he was there even, from the even beginning, then, and he was yeah. gay from the beginning. Yeah, and like, and but like even even with all that, like I even at that time, like looking back, like it was still it still felt very progressive for the time because you didn't it normally did. see a lot of that in TV. It was, um, and even even the way that they buy code styles was mm-hmm. well done, um, yeah. especially because it's it's. Not I re- personally really like to see like responsible bisexual male characters because you don't see that very often. You also don't see many like responsible bisexual female characters, but like mm-hmm. you see a lot more bisexual female characters than you do male bisexual characters, period. Yeah. Um, so I, I like it when when you have that. And I I do I personally, it's kind of like um the good place. Oh. 
Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch The Good Place? I saw bits and pieces of it. I know uh, Jackie was big into that. Yeah. So the main character in The Good Place, um, who's played by Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Yeah. Um, her, she has very similar styles vibes of being super heavily bi-coded, except when she's asked about it in interviews, she takes, she takes the total opposite approach that, that Dylan O'Brien did. And I love her interviews so much because she goes, she goes, well, I don't know if it was written to be that way, but when I play her and I see her, Yep. Yeah, she's by. <laughs> like, I don't know if you could look at her in another way, but she's basically like, like, look, the writers didn't. Uh, nobody, nobody okayed this. <laughs> nobody said I'm allowed to say that this character is by because the second that we say that, people are going to be angry. But oh, it's okay if they're like constantly. Styles is like constantly talking about making out with men. <laughs> I see, and that's I think what kind of resonated with me, because uh, <laughs> like so, so I am very openly straight, but mm-hmm. I also will openly say that man is fucking hot. I'd make Ma- I'd make out with him. People are hot, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You yeah. people are hot, and I feel like mm-hmm. you can't. Also, like I think it's really interesting to think about like kissing people and making out with people because like. Mm-hmm. More and more today, I feel like people are talking about like platonically kissing people. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I know mm-hmm. that that you know there there's some divide there, and like not mm-hmm. everybody's still with that. But I personally love that idea. Um, I think that that is super fun. I love exploring like differences in like platonic intimacy and relational intimacy. I'm a person personally who like my friendships are just as important to me as like any other relationship in my life. Mm -hmm. I have many friends that I've had for many, many years who are my family. They are, they are family to me. My sister, who I'm always talking about, we're not in any way related. Like we just like grew up together across Mm -hmm. the street and somehow both also now move, moved to Portland and live like five minutes away from each other. (laughs) Um, And she's my sister and she's been my sister for as long as I can remember because we chose to be, and I love her. Um, and, and like they're in that, like I go on dates with so many of my friends, you know, like, and I, because like, when you think about like dates in terms of like a romantic relationship, mm-hmm. you go on dates to like keep up the, the relationship and like yeah. to spend intentional time with each other. Well, me going to the movies with my friends is no different. Exactly. You know, um, so yeah, I love that man. Yeah. Like, it's like the- I mean, like, and I I feel like even like quote unquote the bros, yeah, kind of like kind of like accepting that kind of culture as well. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're gonna have a bro date. Like, we're gonna have a bro date. It, yeah, it's, it's still a date. It's still it's a date. Still a what, date. Are we, what are we doing? We're gonna go to the bar, get, grab a couple of drinks, and then maybe catch a movie. Like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a that, date. That's, that's something I would do with my wife. Right. <laughs> No, like we we planned a whole thing with there is this movie that we've been seeing trailers for. Like mm-hmm. obviously, like the four of us, me and Naomi, Ernell, and Devin, go to movies all the time for good cracking content. I yeah. mean, in the last like like from like September, October to like the end of the year, we must have seen like seven or eight movies in theaters. Like it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I like at least every other week we were like going to the movies, sometimes two weeks in a row. I mean, obviously, there was a lot coming out. And mm-hmm. 
So there was this fucking movie that we kept seeing a trailer for. And the first few times we saw this movie, we were like, oh, like this doesn't look like a great situation. We're like sitting here cracking jokes. And by like the fourth time, we're like, I need to know what happens. Like what happens in this movie? <laughs> Nobody knows what the name of the movie is. Nobody can remember what the name of the movie is. I, I, by the, like the fourth time we watched it, I had finished watching the originals and legacies. And I was like, oh shit, the song in that trailer was played in both the originals and legacies. So we're getting more and more attached to this fucking trailer. And I, I think it was like the third time that we were watching it. Her <laughs> no leans over to me and goes, Oh, look, it's Little Brothel on the Prairie. And so after that, <laughs> then we did this like game of telephone of like all four of us being like, ha Little Brothel on the Prairie. And um, so, so now we call it Little Brothel on the Prairie, right? The actual name of the movie is Redeeming Love. <laughs> um, and so, <laughs> so I was like sitting here and I was like, when does Little Brothel on the Prairie come out? And... I like talked to Ernell and I was like, Ernell, we're not going to cover it for Good Kraken. Naomi and I are going to have to talk about it for Let's Get Bitchin' <laughs> because you're going to watch the fucking trailer, aren't you? I'm, I'm looking it up right now. We've watched this trailer, I shit you not, like five or six times in XD, Xander. Like, it's been a oh whole experience. And... um. And so <laughs> we were we were talking about it. And so Ernell and Naomi and I are going to go on a date night and we're going to go to a different movie theater than we usually do. And we're going to go on a Saturday night versus like a Friday night when we like do content. Like that's when we see movies for like when we're going to we watch them on release day, obviously, mm-hmm. um, when we're going to review the next day. And he was like, well, yeah, let's do it Saturday. That way we can chill. We won't be worried about getting up the podcast early in the morning. And I'm like. Ernell, Naomi, and I are all going on a date together. And anybody mm-hmm. who says any different is offending me. The funny, <laughs> the funny thing is, so at first when you when you said like a uh, little broth, brothel on the prairie, I'm like, I'm like, that's an interesting title to come up you've, with. You've seen but this now, trailer, haven't you? Haven't well, you? No, I'm j- just reading on IMDb right here. It says <clears throat> this is the little synopsis, or not, not the synopsis, but the uh, just like the the blurb for it, but. Sold into prostitution as a child, Angel knows nothing but betrayal. Can her heart ever be mended? Based upon the novel by Francine Rivers. <laughs> and just like looking at the images, like I can see where you got Little House on the Prairie vibes. <laughs> like, that was all or no. But oh my God. That's, 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 that's like all clean. we call it now. And I'm the only one who knows the title of the movie. <laughs> oh my God. Ernella and Naomi are always like, what's its name? What's its name? And honestly, I want to keep it that way. Nobody needs to oh, know. Oh man, what it's, it's got called. the creepy guy from Euphoria in it. It does, and he plays a creepy guy again. Yeah, we should watch. Look what, what happened to him after Grey's Anatomy. I don't know. Like I, I remember know. everyone just just like going goo goo gaga him over him. I loved him yeah. as Mark Sloan, but yeah, Euphoria started to make him creepy, and now he's doing this, and I'm like, oh honey. <laughs> oh no! No 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 no. No, 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 no. But also, it's uh, so- no, he's gonna be the next Kevin Spacey. Let's just watch. <laughs> also, though, like I saw, I found him on Instagram, and he's adorable on Instagram. Like he's just an old dad, and he like he had a video where with his daughter, where he was like being super cute with his daughter, and he was like hashtag girl dad. And I was like, I'm sorry, but after seeing you and you and Euphoria, and about to see you in Little Brothel on the Prairie, you can't have female children. You can't. This I'm is sorry. Ew, it's not rough. allowed. <laughs> 
not allowed. I mean, I know you're an actor, so I'm hoping that you're, yeah. you're okay. But like, can someone check on your children, please? It's, it's and that's another thing with like Hollywood nowadays. Yeah, that that's just like you, you think they're cool, that's you think concern. they're all right, and, and then, then all they're sudden, never all right. Yeah, just out of nowhere. They're fucking cannibals and pedophiles and mm-hmm. like the fucking oh, uh, you, you mentioned cannibal. Uh, what's his face? Uh, yes. Army Hammer. Army Hammer. That's fucking, exactly who I was thinking about. Yeah. Like when that when I found that shit out, I'm like, you got to be shitting me. Yeah. I was devastated. I was oh, like, yeah, this I guy. Army Hammer, and I was like, you can't go around doing these things, friend. What the fuck? <laughs> And if they're not eating people and assaulting people, they're fucking terse. Like, if it, mm-hmm. nobody's safe Mm-mm. or Mm-mm. racist, like, or all of the above. Like, it's all bad. It's all bad. Yeah. It's all bad. Just, just be a decent human being. That's all we ask. And, like, honestly, <laughs> like, we're not even asking you to be like super anarchist, like super radical. Pol- like, we're not asking for that. We're just asking you, please, please. Not be a total jackass. Yep. Too much to ask. But anywho, you know who's not a total jackass? Style Stalinsky. Facts. Absolute facts. I really hope Dylan O'Brien never does anything to, to fuck up big time because I love Knock that on man. Wood. Knock on wood here. <laughs> Knock on wood. I love that man. Oh, especially like, I guess the way that he handled doing press for all too well, I was like, I'm sorry, dude, that was rough. You were painted like... That role, because not only is like the character in the mm-hmm. like short film a total jackass, but because there is so much dialogue about like how not okay like Jake Gyllenhaal was in that specific relationship that that song is depicting, I mm-hmm. was like, oh, that's that's a dangerous role <laughs> to get into. And Dylan mm-hmm. O'Brien was just like, I'm so excited to play with, to, to work with Taylor Swift and Sadie Sink. Like they're both really talented people and I'm just happy to be here and follow their lead. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are you such a good guy, Dylan O'Brien? <laughs> Cause he's hiding something. He probably is. Knock on wood. I'm scared. Yeah. Sander, I'm scared. It's- yeah, Which, like, I've gotten to I've gotten to the point where like when people ask me like who your favorite actor is I'm like I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say I'm... well I think that's also something that like I I have a bit of a problem with with cancel culture like in general mm-hmm. I I am about like supporting people that you believe in and like putting your money where your mouth is like I I do understand I do, I agree with that and I understand that but also like when it comes to celebrities and when it comes to like movies and things like that and and music we're talking about industries that are much, much bigger than like, and that that were made and do currently function outside of the like political issues that we're talking about. Like they are very Mm -hmm. exploitative communities, not to mention like we put celebrities up on a pedestal, like to an extreme amount, like these are like, yeah. Okay. Like they're actors and we pay for their, lives by you know buying the things that they sponsor and and going to see their movies and buying their albums and all of that stuff but at the end of the day they are just people they are flawed people who will have flawed political views will have flawed personal views who will make mistakes because they are people learning they're not better than you and me they Mm -hmm. are more financially 
well off than you and me. They are more well connected than you and me. But in a mm-hmm. lot of cases, like I personally feel that like being so immersed in Hollywood and in like that environment often can like it creates a more toxic environment. Yeah, absolutely. Like, they're definitely not going to be better than us. In some cases, they might be worse because they're used to being able to treat people a certain way and mm-hmm. being treated a certain way. And they're they're like in... evil Ben Stillers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's the there's the crossover event that uh everyone was waiting for. Evil Ben Stiller coming from Good Cracking over here. <laughs> <laughs> from Good Cracking. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna have to share that to our story so that on, on Instagram <laughs> so that everybody knows what we're talking about. Um there are going to be so many plugs. I'm going to have to share all the fan edits to our Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to reshare that video I made when I realized that I dress like the femme style Stalinsky. <laughs> Did you watch that? Because that was, a, I think I, I think I actually saw that. Yeah. Honestly, one of my best piece of con- pieces of content I've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> that made myself laugh so hard. Yeah, anyway. Was that, on, was that on your stories or TikTok? Cause I, f- I feel like I, d- I remember seeing that. And I was like, I think I might've put it to you. I might have put it to both. And that okay. was, I think I put that on the, I, I have like three different places where I make content. And I I think that was on the the podcast, TikTok, but it might've been on my personal one. Cause that is one thing where I could, I, there's some overlap. <laughs> 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 there's a lot of overlap between content creation, man. There's, the, there's, there's so many platforms now too. The, yeah. So many things. And like, I like to keep my like personal I like to have a personal Instagram. I also mm-hmm. don't want to have to be making content on my personal Instagram all the time. Oh yeah. So I like to have that separate and then have like the podcast or my business. But then it's like I'm out here managing all of these and then the like the good crack and stuff sometimes. And I'm like, I just I don't even know how to open my phone. Why am I managing this many Instagram accounts? <laughs> and then sometimes, sometimes I'll fucking I'll accidentally post to the wrong account. And I'm like, oh shit. Oh, I'm no. like, why? And it happens when I like go to share it to my story. I'm like, why does it say GK? This isn't a GK post. This is a let's get bitching post. And I'm like, oh, Ernell, don't go onto our Instagram. <laughs> Just give, give me give me a 30 seconds. Give me 30 seconds. <laughs> give me 30 seconds. <laughs> Nobody look. <laughs> Everything's fine. Anywho, that's all we got for tonight. So there this morning, this will be up sometime tomorrow. Um Thank you so much for joining us, Sander. It's always super fun talking to you. Thank you for having you me. And thank you, everybody, for listening to Let's Get Bitchin'. Make sure to subscribe to our accounts, all of our things, but especially to our Patreon because we have weekly content over on our Patreon. Um, this week, I will probably be telling you about how I sobbed for a good 30 minutes of the Lucifer season finale. I like ugly cried straight up, ugly cried and Naomi got it on video. So it's going to be a really good time. (laughs) (laughs) Some great content is going to be happening this week. Um, I hope y'all have a wonderful week and stay bitching. See you next week. Bye.